You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and I'm delighted to be joined by two sexy Halloween hunks Ooh. this week. Ooh. I was going to say this year. This year. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's technically it's true. We're only good looking for this week, and then the rest is just bang average. Yeah. Spookily attractive. Spooky, yeah. <laughs> take take a look only. at the pair of them. Like, like, like a witch's curse or something like that. Just turn this into. Yeah, it's hunks. like a reverse. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Kiss us and we turn back into frogs. It's not, it's not great. I don't actually think either of you are sexy or handsome. Like, I was just kind of joking for the intro. Well, he lasted about 10 seconds this week. Yeah, but I didn't expect both of you to believe it so much. We were, we you were went just, in hard on it, like. Well, anyway, it's look, Halloween. It's a week look, of magic. It's Halloween. Yeah, Happy you know. Halloween, everybody. Um, we've done wonders with the set. A big congratulations to oh, Ian. It's different. Yeah, we've got <laughs> our face hugger up here, a cardboard witch's hat. Yes. We there's like an orange shawl Fuzz. thing. Ectoplasm. Who knows? Some green spiders. This is my favourite though. We're going to call this, because Justine's not here this week, we're going to call this one Justine. Do you care about that yourself? I didn't actually, I stole it off somebody's desk and work, so... Pumpkin Stafford. <laughs> yeah, Pumpkin Stafford, there you go. Uh, it's a little health and safety hazard, because... Can't ride it's quick. Can't ride it, no. Um, where were we? Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. so, welcome Films. to the movie show. Films, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you two, you are, no, you are handsome. I take that back. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Once he admitted that, I mean, we got it's hard, that It's hard to admit. Yeah. But anyone who sees you, like, you know, they might think, oh, my God, they're utterly horrifying and terrifying, Fair. especially around this time of year. But once you get to know the two guys over a number of years, uh, you realise <laughs> <yeah, laughs> that uh, they're big softies at heart. Uh, like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you do both hide deep, dark secrets. Sure. I'll never tell what the bodies are. <laughs> if you'd like us uh, to know your deepest, darkest secrets, please get in touch with us at Big Reviewski on Twitter, uh, on Joe Facebook and Instagram as well. Or if you see us in the street, somebody, somebody was cycling past Rory the other day and shouted, hello, Rory. Cycling the wrong way on a one-way street. Oh, was that true? Yep. And I had my headphones on and just seen a hand waving. I looked over and... That's all the, sh- that's all the shout outs he Rory. gives. You're actually going to have them tell your secrets now. Yeah. So Plus, it's going to go from your name to secrets to like stalking. It's going to be fun. Real fun. I, it's, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Can't Maybe they'll show up with a, like an axe at your door and knock down and like smash into your door. And say, He's I hope that doesn't there. happen. I, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, do get in touch with us and don't forget to subscribe as well. And if you do see Paul uh, or Rory or Justine or myself in the street, just shout. Preferably Rory. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from us. I want to sp- no, I want to spread the street love. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading the street love here on the Big Review Ski. Um, now it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And for this week's big question, it's over to Paul Murray. It is indeed. And I mentioned the aforementioned acts. This week we've got Dr. Sleep coming out, the follow-up to The Shining, which for my money has probably one of the most famous weapons in film history, which is obviously the axe, which uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack Torrance uses to smash down the place and uh, utterly iconic, here's Johnny. So on that note, yeah, what's your favourite weapon in cinematic history? So this is a good question, and I honestly... I'm not a weapon like an angry uh, person, or angry Elwin that we would say in Ireland. She's she's not a weapon. weapon. Okay, gotcha, so not that. I better change change all of my answers. (laughs) Um, So the thing with this one is, Something popped into my head straight away. Yep. And so I just, I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to look for anything else. I'm just, I'm happy with this answer. One answer. One answer. Oh. Well, <laughs> technically, uh, technically one. Oh, no. um, That'd be a weapon. But, but before, before that, Paul, what did, what did you go for? I went for, I think it featured on the show before in a different context, which is a moment from a trailer, which I absolutely loved. It was uh, from a 99 the reveal of Darth Maul through the doors and then he ignites his double-bladed red lightsaber. I just thought it was the coolest shot. Uh, not, that's the same, that's not even the coolest film, but just that weapon because obviously the lightsaber is synonymous with the original Star Wars trilogy. You're thinking, oh, you're so used to just seeing one blade, like it's the coolest weapon of all time. Like, 
It's two. It's yeah. twice as cool. Like, you weren't the only one that was excited about the whole world lost it. Because, yeah, you said the film came out in 99, so you'd have been looking at the trailer around 98. Uh, so really early days of the internet, so you wouldn't have that. You had to wait five minutes for it to load <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. But everybody in school was talking about, oh my God, did you see? Like, he presses the button, then it goes again. I was like, ah. I actually had the tie of that as well, the double blade The double lightsaber, lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. I think No, it's, it's phenomenal, phenomenal weapon. Uh, okay, there's a little clip of Darth Maul in action in the world's greatest Star Wars film, The Phantom Menace. What? We'll handle this. We'll take the long way. We gotta do something, R2. The music in that scene as well, Jewel of the Fates, yeah. phenomenal. And I love the fact that one of the good things from the prequel trilogy is that they tried to up it every time. So Count Dooku had the curved blade. The curved blade, yeah. General Grievous had like like six. Multiple blades, blades yeah. that he had taken off and dead now Jedi. Got dead Kylo, eye. Kylo Ren with the, the mm. guards. So they're trying to reinvent it because we were thinking, we're so used to just seeing the one type of lightsaber. Yeah. But um, no, it was really cool. And a character, I think, didn't get full dessert to start off. Even in Solo, I would have liked to see him maybe kick on a bit. Definitely. Well, you can see they're definitely gearing up to have him if there was a solo two duo. Yeah. Then, um, no? Duet. Mm. Technically. But no, it's fine. Okay. It's grand. Well, he would have maybe been in it more. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, <laughs> I would have looked forward to that. The other thing about Jewel of the Fates uh, by John Williams there in the soundtrack, I always remember when I was playing Championship Manager in a PC years ago after the film came out, uh, me and my brother, if we got like to the final of any kind of competition... And I remember bringing Inverness Caledonian Thistle to the final. Super Cali go <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the um, uh, We were playing Genoa in whatever version of the Champions League was at the time. And you would stick on uh, Jewel of the Fates, basically, just to make it really exciting. So you'd be mm. sitting there with like a wee glass of milk. Ah, We're at a sports show now, Rory. Yeah, what a rush. Did you love playing championship manager whenever no. you were? No. Did you no. take, and where did you take Inverness Caledonian Thistle? Wherever they wanted to go. <laughs> As my uncle challenged me and my brother and my cousin to all take Inverness Caledonian Thistle as far as we could. Champions League final, I lost 1 0 to Genoa. Though, so. that's yeah. what, apparently, that's the plot for the next Star Wars film <laughs> as well. I, I can't wait. That's going to be unbelievable. Um, so, that's a great shout. <laughs> Jill of the Fates. Uh, Dark Mold's double bladed red lightsaber. Okay, Roy, what did you go for? Um, Sean of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I. My uh, yeah, I think I did the exact same thing. I was like, "What? What weapon did I see used <clears throat> in a film?" And my immediate reaction was, "I want, I want to fire that <gasps> yeah. right now." Uh, and I was kind of torn between two from the exact same film okay. as well. So the one I went with was the mech suit from District Nine. Oh, nice! Oh, very uh, cool. It was a very, very like close run because the other one was do you know the it's kind of a weird kind of sonic boom gun yeah oh yeah yeah that yeah. just yeah. kind of bops people out <laughs> <laughs> Bop. uh but i just i love the 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 thing where he catches all the bullets and then it's mm. like, and yeah. just <laughs> shoots them all straight back this i was like, like you're like your man from police academy I'm with like the side effects ex- today hey. listen that's me uh so what, then, noise, what noise does this gun make again it goes <laughs> when he shoots all the bullets back. Okay. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I was convinced you were gonna go for the, the Ripley the loader or the, oh, pl- or the yeah. See, yeah. I was convinced the you were loader, gonna go for that. The loader isn't really I did think I thought long and hard about this. The loader isn't really a weapon. Yeah, that's true. It, it's actually just a it's like a forklift. Mm. Yeah. Um I almost did go for her pulse rifle because just, okay. just the sound of that is is intensely good. <laughs> How does that sound? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to belittle the awesome sound of the pulse rifle. But no, it's just, I remember seeing all the stuff being used in mm. District 9. I was like... And it's it's the build-up to it, because he's like a weakling, and then he's like beat yeah. down and beat down. It's like, well, we're going to give him a super suit now. It's yeah. like, yeah, go on. Weakest, is that in Weakest in the film? Oh, his name in it. I yeah. can't but like, as he, he discovers that, carnage. that he's no. able to use them, and that his, his genetics or his DNA have been Rules. adapted into it, and then yeah. he's able to use the gun. Yeah. It's, just like, it's so good. Oh, it's a cracker. So this is a wee clip of the mech suit. 
Yes, in District 9. the beat that oh sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with prawns it's not like seafood no fair enough <laughs> good in a cocktail um, so that's another great shout I then. don't like prawn cocktails what? but I do like prawn cocktail like? flavoured crisps is it the sauce I don't know what it is I don't care for it it's delicious what about, king, what about king prawns doing the garlic and they're king fried prawn the cocktail flavoured crisps yeah okay. yeah I like those yeah I'm all about those so uh, District 9 uh, Phantom Menace this is good this is a week. I'm concerned. No, it's it's grand. Any we'll weapons and showgirls? I picked something. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, this is sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> um, Those heels you could use. My my film is from 2002. Now you said Rory uh, just a wee second ago about you didn't pick the the loader in mm. Aliens because it's not technically a, a weapon. Mm. No, yeah, no. Um, it's like it's like it'd be like using a car. Yeah. It's like yeah. being a car yeah. that you used to I run people over with. Isn't there like a semi like tiny little flamethrower that's built into it? That's, that's the only like thing, a, yeah. That's like a blowtorch. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. Than... Well, mine technically isn't a weapon. Oy. It's used for other uh, day-to-day activities. It's going to go over like the snow globe in Citizen Kane or something, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I went for, yeah, 2002 film starring Matt Damon. It's the first of the Bourne trilogy, oh, uh, nice. The Bourne Identity. It's the fight in Paris. Did you pick the pencil? Or the, the magazine. Pen. Oh, the yeah. pen. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I went for. He's in the prison apartment. Hasn't a ball day where he is. What he's up to. He's there with Frank <laughs> and Patenta. And the first asset that comes after him bursts in through the window. And, uh, and leaves through the window. And leaves through the window as <laughs> For well. no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I know it's the funniest like, <laughs> way Father he falls down. Like he doesn't yeah. use his legs. Yeah. Like, um, but in this particular fight, because uh, you're still getting that idea of just who Jason Bourne is and what he's all about. And he's already escaped from the embassy and done in that brilliant shot as he's climbing down the wall. And just the way he uses his brain like to figure out uh, how to get out of certain situations. And he uses like the red bag out of the bin mm-hmm. as a little backpack. Or the first time you see him use his skills uh, with the guards in the park as he's sleeping on the bench, those things. But this is his first one-on-one fight with one of the other, uh, one of his fellow assets. The wee lab produces this tiny wee blade and again, we'll hear it in the clip now, but you hear all the brilliant, like, those kind of uh, sound effects. Sorry, I'm stealing your sound effect gig here I don't care well. for what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah. She's but, just doing a show tree sound effects. Yeah, but at one point, uh, Matt Damon backs onto, like, an office table, and he's frantically kind of scrabbling around, uh, and he grabs uh, the first thing he can find, which is a biro pen, and he takes off the lid, and then he just subsequently, like... Murders the crap out of the book. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't technically, but uh, beats the crap out of him uh, using this pen. Mm. A lot of pain. Your yeah, man's um, like impervious, like yeah, that's it. When he just pulls the, the, shot, just pulls it back out, out. pulls mm. it out. So uh, this is a clip of Jason Bourne slash Neil Webb slash Matt Damon uh, doing his thing with a pen in slash Bourne Identity. <laughs> slash good, great will hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's inside. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Give me a say. Oh my god. A speech to you. May I visit? Answer me. Who are you? He's got my picture. This is so exist. No, 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 no. I don't know. Where do you get it? The thing I love about. The Bourne trilogy. Mm. And I ignore the other. Well, there were two more then after yeah, that. One with Jeremy Renner and then one with Matt Damon again. Mm. Yes. But that original brilliant trilogy, um, which is just superb. 
in the same way, Paul, as you said, they upped the stakes with each of the lightsabers, mm. double blade, curved blade, multiple blades. Um, they do that kind of everyday object used by Matt Damon as an unbelievable weapon. So you got the pen and then in Supremacy you have... Detail, isn't it? No, he rolls up the magazine oh, in yes, the house. Yes. And fights the acid in the house, and then the third one is like a, a tea towel, like face cloth type mm -hmm. thing that he just finds in a bathroom, and he uses that to hit your man, and it's just, it's brilliant. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the shower. We can all He's do like, that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so no, uh, absolutely loved I those weapons. Enjoy that in the decades of cinema history <laughs> of, of weapons, you went with a pen. I just love pens. <laughs> you, you stay back, I swear to God. I'm not afraid to use this thing. I love that, in, I love I love that in the years of this show, Owen has settled for one answer. Yeah. No, I, I mean, kind of said three. There's the magazine <laughs> and there's the tea yeah, you, as you well. Did, yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, but like, all right. I think all things considered, I, I, would, I would fancy Rory's mech suit in that fight between a pen a lightsaber and a Well, you know what they right? say, <laughs> pen is mightier than a mech suit. Yes. That is, I love it. My granny used to say that all the time. Yeah. 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 She drank a lot, though. <laughs> she <laughs> does. I love you, granny. Stay strong. Um, no. Where do you go from there? Now it's time for the big trailer on the big review scheme for this week's big That's trailer. That's where you go. <laughs> yeah, it's over to Rory Cash and... Oh, yeah. Take it. Uh... Well, considering it's Halloween week, I thought it would be a good idea to do something a little bit scary. <laughs> so, own shivering right now. <laughs> yeah, so please no. I can handle it. I'm all uh, good. You've got your pen. It's yeah. the <laughs> remake, reboot, re requel, whatever they're calling it, for The Grudge. I like requel. Requel. Um, which I am I'm quite excited about because mm. it's got a, a very good cast in it. Uh, Andrea Riseborough is a fantastic actress. John Chow... Um, he was great in Searching, Searching yeah. last year, which was really, really good. Uh, Jackie Weaver, just a really, really good cast in this. Uh, the director is one of those up-and-coming horror directors. Like, he's done two small films, and they both got, like, huge critical acclaim. Um, and, yeah, and it does look like they've transplanted the whole thing to America, because if I remember correctly, the Sarah... Michelle, she was an au pair, Gellar wasn't she? Yeah, or, yeah that was yeah. still in Japan. 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 Yeah, she was a live-in uh, nanny, wasn't she? Yeah, and I thought the first American Grudge was okay. The second one was oof, quite bad, but what the is? original one is really, really creepy. Just that, like the little boy the, uh, thing, is just well, nope. More um, great signs. I'm in awe today. I, I'm really thinking <laughs> of our sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just from the trailer alone, I was like, okay, this looks this looks decent. It looks like a strong entry. And I've heard uh, f friends of mine seen footage of it from, I think it was New York Comic Con back in September. And they said it was really violent, which is big thumbs up. <laughs> right up your street. <laughs> big thumbs up. Because if, you, if you don't show up in the violence in a horror film, especially like one like this, which is based around a house, which like is murder. just trying to yeah. kill people yeah. because a murder happened there. Like, don't pussyfoot around the violence, which it sounds like they haven't done. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited for this. Here is a hopefully not too scary clip from the trailer for you, Owen. Oh, you're very good. I've got my pen. Okay, good. It's like I'm Care sorry. Bears we're going to show for Just, you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. Some alternative friendly footage for me. Okay. I don't know, Care Bears sounds pretty scary. They can be violent, too. Don't make the Care Bears scary. Scare Bears. Take Ooh. a look. Hello, it's Peter Spencer. I'm here about selling the house. Is anyone home? So remind me, the original American version was The Grudge. Yes. Then we had The Grudge 2. Yes. And then, the Japanese one is Juon, The Grudge. Which took, that was which before. before. Yeah. And then there was The Grudge 3 as well. All uh, very imaginative you titles. You hold grudges against us or something? But no, I'm just wondering, is this The Grudge 4 or is this The Grudge again? I think it's The Grudge. They're okay. just... They're just... And this is us doing, starting a new okay. slate. I think. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, True. Yeah, fair I point. I like the fact that it seems like they're working in the serial killer vibe into it too. I got a lot of True yeah. Detective from that trailer. And Seven as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a feeling I got. But and also, 
Raimi's producer and the last kind of directing talent was I think Fede Alvarez he found mm. and I really like Don't Breathe Evil Dead remake yeah but like he does Raimi does have a good eye for finding young horror directors who are quite good and is it it's through his production company, and he's usually has a decent track record yeah. of uh, kind of finding these these gems of directors. The um, the cast that you mentioned, Andrea Riceborough and Jackie Weaver, are two te- like two unbelievable actors, but can be so terrifying. Yeah, like they're, the way they can just use their face to like yeah. creep you out. Um, so the fact that they both signed up for it is a really good sign as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Damien Bashir. Uh, the Mexican actor who's in there as well, who wears a different kind of mech suit because he's wearing like a, a shirt and a tie as well. Um, but he's also uh, a super actor because he's been used more and more like the Hateful Eight, Alien Confident. I knew um, you were going to do what, that. Am I, I, getting, a, am I getting a good mark for that? No. no. A good mark for that. He was Come just, on. Do you know what? He didn't mark you down because he wasn't being, he didn't want to interrupt you because he was nice. <laughs> That's the reason why. And there was a little break and he's like, mark him down now. <sighs> I don't think I deserve to mark him down. <laughs> <laughs> Me- Mexu, what Mexu. are you doing? Like, but the thing is, Mexu by itself was funny, but then you ruined it by like, he's a suit. But just in case anybody didn't. I tried too hard. I always try you too always, hard. You come I'm back for so it. You can't just leave it alone. Did you see that joke I made back there? It's funny. Let yeah. me explain why. The pump, okay, Justine yeah. Pumpkin agreed with it. She liked it. Yeah, yeah. she's Stafford. smiling. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Pumpkin. She's Stafford. always smiling at everything. Um, so I really yeah. lit her up. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to this as well. No, you don't. And there's a, uh, no, I do. This no, is the problem. Don't. I do get excited about these, and then I remember I get scared. Yeah, I, I go, I, you're you're the around. person who like is in the queue for the roller coaster, and just as you're about <gasps> to get on, you're like, no, oh, no, 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 hold on, don't say that. I absolutely love roller coasters. That's a metaphor. No, but, for you at the cinema. But it makes people think I don't like rest, uh, like roller Sca- coasters. You just don't like scary things. I love roller coasters. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's out the uh, 3rd of January. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, that's Colin's birthday. Colin, if you're watching, one of my friends, happy birthday. Birthday days. Yeah. Hey, yo, bring them together. Sorry. And then go to a roller coaster. Perfect. Um, now it's time for the big interview on The Big Review Ski. And this week, Rory, you were over in London recently yeah. for the film festival. The, the London Film Festival. The London, the Film Festival of London, and you uh, chatted a whole bunch of people while you were over there, but sure one did. of them happened to be Bruce Springsteen. <gasps> yes. This is a friend. Friend, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I Close did. Uh, I, got to, I got to shake hands with Bruce anyway. Oh, I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Which, Which hand? Which one can I touch? My handshake. Touch it. It. Oh. <laughs> smells like the boss. Um, Rory smells like the boss. I'm the boss. Uh, sorry. Um... Yeah, no, so he was over showing a select few people uh, his new his new documentary, Western Stars, that he co-directed. It's his first time uh, directing anything. So he co-directed it with his uh, lifelong collaborating partner, Thom Zimney. Thom, Thom Zimney. Zimney. Okay. Who's directed like pretty much anything Springsteen-related for the last 20 years or so. Okay. Um, yeah, so I actually got to sit down with Thom uh, Hold on, does he actually pronounce his name Thom? No, it's just, okay, just, just, just T H O M. Yeah, okay. Unlike you, I don't you have to mark explain it. it. Right, okay. I don't have to explain why it was funny. It. You should so, have explained it. Okay. That's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, um, they had a little green room behind this like secret cinema that's in a very, like, you would never, you would if you walk past the building the cinema's in, you're like, uh, I'd say three people can stand inside there, and that's all that there's room for. And you go in, you're like, oh, there's a huge cavernous secret cinema here. And then there was a uh, like a green room behind that again. It was just two of us chatting about how how great how great Bruce is. Um, the yeah, I have like a lot of there's a lot of editorials up on Joe about it at the minute. But the the bit I think people would like the most is him talking about uh, Springsteen's unique connection with Ireland and his Irish fans. Lovely stuff. So there's a little look at Western Stars, the new. Kind of documentary, kind of concert recording mm-hmm. as well uh, with Bruce Springsteen. And there's a little clip then afterwards of his co-director, Mr. Thom Thunley. We've got a hundred-year-old barn filled with the best kind of ghosts and spirits. We got to play for a few friends. You never know what's going to happen with new music. I've never, there's there's literally no one else out there, anything we write about Bruce uh, when it goes up on the website, it, it just does phenomenally well. Yeah. Like outrageously, outrageously well. And I'd be very curious to see what it is 
specifically about Bruce that like garners that reaction from obviously internationally and obviously America loves him too but like the Irish fans they're rabid for him they yeah. are yeah. crazy for him I, 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 I love uh, I've worked on uh, the Seeger sessions that we filmed in Ireland and, and I've been to shows there and it's an amazing experience to watch how that audience connects with Bruce and also takes on uh, this energy of letting him go deep in the catalog, you know, try try new things. It's 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 wild because uh, we've been able to capture it a few times in film, and I've been able to experience it as a filmmaker in the audience. And uh, I think he's got a really profound connection to the Irish culture and, mm. and coming home. And uh, I just think of the Seeger sessions and. We made a film there, and and uh, live in Dublin, and and, and it, it it was extraordinary because the energy that came across from that crowd carried the night. Yeah, and uh, it, it was caught, and uh, it's a place that that everyone comes home from the tour and describes as one of the highlights. For the past 20 years, I've heard about the Dublin show. <laughs> this is news to me. I'm going to admit that uh, we've talked about it before. Paul, you're obviously a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. I am indeed. Um, a couple of pals who are, worship the ground that he walks on. Uh, I like like his tunes, but I'm not like a diehard fan. But whenever you you're were chatting to, to Tom, I'm so sorry. Whenever you're chatting to him there and he's talking about the Seeger sessions, he's like, well, whenever we were in Ireland doing the Seeger session, I was like... What's the Seeger's album? <gasps> Sorry, I didn't know what they... And it's a whole Live in Dublin yeah. album. It's one of the few albums he recorded which wasn't with the E Street Band. It was a different band behind them, so it was more... You'd actually like it. It's actually, it was more orchestral. You don't know me. Band. Well, maybe I would like it, you yeah. just came at me hard then, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Uh, yeah. Just because just, yeah. you're out of the loop, just because you're a weirdo, you don't like Bruce Springsteen, you don't have to project that onto everyone else. It's Rory who doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do like him, I just don't. I'm not, Rory, don't, I like, I'm not in oh, love Why do you hate Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> but, like, uh, so you're... Where did you get your love of Bruce Springsteen from? Uh, I think, actually, the first album was, like, the generic, like, greatest hits my dad have. And then uh, ended up working with someone I was about... 14, 15, and he was a massive fan. Like, went, like he was went it Tom to Tom Zimmy. It could be Tom Zimmy, <laughs> I don't know. Never got it. They did get his name. Uh, but he went to like three nights in the RDS, and after one the first night, he went back and queued and like slept overnight in the RDS. And apparently, there's like a group of fans in Ireland who are like religiously diehard like that. So he was like obsessive. So then he gave me like Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Born USA, all the albums like uh, in Nebraska and all that stuff, and yeah, since then just a fan, Prince. A huge fan, huge fan. But um, in a topsy turvy <laughs> turn of events this week, instead of Rory reviewing uh, our upcoming horror film, Doctor Sleeping, instead of you reviewing our Bruce Springsteen movie, it's the other way around. So yeah. Rory, what was Western Stars like? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I don't think I've so ever just don't don't break don't break Paul's heart. No, no, no. I don't think I've well. I don't think I've ever <laughs> sat down and listened to an entire Springsteen album before, like from start to finish. Um, and this would be the first one that I've heard from start to finish because he played the whole one um, during the thing. So, like, it's it's going into a barn that he has in his property that's like 100 years old, and that's where they decided to do the uh, the live performance, and he's just invited a group of, like, close personal friends and... It's done in such a way that it makes it feel like you are one of the few people he's invited along as well. That's a nice feeling. And he has a, I think it's like a 30-piece orchestra behind him. So it's, I, w I went then went back and listened to the album. It does sound quite different to the album uh, itself. But like they're releasing the film version of the album tracks eventually. Okay. So you will be able to get it. Because Bruce Springsteen needs more money. I was concerned because anyone who has a barn big enough to ho house a concert and cameras on his property <laughs> that he needs to drive to, of course he needs more money. And do the 30-piece orchestra, do they live, they graze just in the, the kind of the area around there? What mm. do they do? They live there? He keeps them in the barn? Yeah. Yeah. Are you all right? That's my tummy. <laughs> that is so loud. It's yeah. That is so noisy. I put it down to I'm a ghost. We're just I'm making. Gonna, I might have to eat this pumpkin. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, sorry, Ms. Stafford. Pumpkin Stafford. Um, yeah. So it, in, intercut with that is is like kind of little short videos and like vignettes about how each song came about or the overarching theme of the West of Stars album, which is which is a, a nice idea in that he uh, is talking about 
how men and well mostly men uh want a sense of community but also they want to be like on their own uh because they were like oh i love my family but also sometimes i just want to get in this car and drive away uh and he talks a lot about the the mistakes he's made in his past uh he talks a lot a lot about the mistakes he's made in his past like he's never made a mistake in his <laughs> life like a, but like a huge amount and so, sometimes it was very insightful like he he says he's like if you if you loved me at all i would do everything in my power to to hurt you and push you away and i was like oh, oh god but then other times he'd just be like i made mistakes and blah 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 and it just came across a bit like a levi's ad <laughs> <laughs> right okay um but Despite that, I am, again, not the biggest Brian Springfield fan in the world, but I did still... Love that guy. Did still, like, it really enjoyed the music, really enjoyed the kind of, the atmosphere he was setting up. He has his wife, Patty. Patty, yeah. Thank you. Uh, on stage, and they have one beautiful song together called Stones, which was like, you can, just, you can feel the decades of relationship between them uh, as they're performing it. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it was really nice. I, oh. I imagine, like, you'd lose, you'd, like, <laughs> you'd be... Crying, yeah, <laughs> like losing your shit. That, that was my it. question because yeah. if you did like it as a non-fan going into Ooh. it, uh, do, do you think fans? Will I can't imagine that they, they, but like, I wouldn't say you're going into this and haven't come out and be like, oh, he's revealed something here I didn't already know. Mm. But I'd say you just would enjoy being his company. S- yeah, spending yeah. spending time with him, and he he's real, just kind of chill. Like he's just he's just like, eh, I've I've got my money, I've got my barn, I've got my orchestra, mm. like. Yeah. What? I also so, I, I also love Rory because he got the exclusive that Bruce was going on tour next year as well. From oh Bruce yeah, that's so, yeah. right. So that's why that's why I love this. That whenever I think of this film now, I'm just going to think Rory got the news that Bruce is out on tour next year. So this is because he kind of hinted at uh, how did that come about? Because the album apparently this album is very intimate. It's it's him kind of on his own, the, the Street Banner behind him, which he said kind of fed into the idea of making a documentary about it because he didn't want to take it on the road because it's not this bombastic record, but his next one will be. So he said kind of the idea of making a documentary even came from recording the album because it's more intimate and private and reflective, which I presume well, from Rory's view is like the tone of the film as well. So Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So Western Stars, uh, out now, out this week. Um, so if you're a massive Springsteen fan, you're probably going to go and see it anyway. But if not, uh, worth checking out if you want to mm-hmm. spend some time with the boss himself. Um, our next big review for this week is Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. So slightly... More spooky than Bruce Springsteen in a bar. You don't know that. Well, that's true. But I mean, I, I, was, I, mean, I was scared. <laughs> like Bruce just seems like a lovely man. Anyway, he couldn't be scary, possibly. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, as we said, this is the follow-up to The Shining, iconic uh, horror film starring Jack Nicholson. And this time around, we've got yes. Oh, Have Roy has a question. Shining? Have I still? No, I haven't seen The Shining yet. What? I know, but it was our it was our big question. Months and months ago, what is one big famous film that everybody's seen that you still haven't I seen? I think you'd be able to handle The Shining. I really think, I think you'd be able I to do, I've seen, like, I've I seen The bits Shining and pieces. No, is like, come on. I think people build it up more than what... Because when yeah. you watch it young, it makes it a stronger impression, like, oh my God, the horror. But then you watch it again, it's like it's a great character drama, yeah. brilliantly shot. Yeah. Yeah. Superbly immersive. You'll like it. Yeah. So I was terrified watching Ready Player One whenever they go through the whole Shining sequence. Mm. It's the old lady. The old lady just scares the crap oh. out of me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you like Dr. Sleep. It's so sexy and then so scary. I can't handle <laughs> those two emotions so close together. I knew you were going to... I, I, I was like, what? you going to make a sexy joke about this old lady. What? Like, it's true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so Stephen King's uh, Dr. Sleep starring Ewan McGregor as the grown-up Danny Torrance uh, is hitting Irish cinemas this week. You say Danny like that, Danny Torrance. Danny. Uh, so, take a look. <laughs> when I was a kid, there was a place dark place they closed it down and let it rot but the things that lived there they come back hey! did I scare you? I scared myself <laughs> all the time um, Paul Dr. Sleep hit me I really like this. It's very different to The Shining I haven't read the book or did you read the book yeah. Shining? Yeah. Or oh, Dr. The Shining. Sleep. Oh, Dr. Sleep you're I've read the book. Yeah, okay, so Rory knows what's going in. But the Shining book is very different to That's the film. That's true. So Stephen King didn't like Kubrick's film. I hated it. Because uh, the ending was is different. Spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, explodes. Um, so yes, we pick up uh, 
like 25, 30 years later, and it follows uh, Danny Torrance, who obviously survived The Shining, played by Ian McGregor in this one. Whereas The Shining was kind of more about, on top of all the horror and the gore, basically just about a family falling apart and one man's descent into madness. This is sort of... Yeah, you go. Aren't you pointing me? Relatable. This is sort <laughs> I'm of... I'm fine. A character drama on those lines about one man trying to rebuild his life and move on past the horrific events that happened in the Overlook Hotel. And for a large part of it, it really works because it, it doesn't try to be the shiny because nothing can be the shiny. It's, it's a standalone film. It's, it's, it's wonderful on its own. Not just a great horror, it's, it's a great film. Um, McGregor sells it really well, the kind of damaged, damaged character that Danny Torrance was. Um, obviously still has the ability to shine, but what brings him back in, he's kind of blocked it all off because, you know, the horrible past he has. He doesn't want to dwell on this wonderful ability he has. But there's a cult called, uh, I think it's, it's Devil's Knot, um, led by uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, the wonderfully top-hatted Rebecca Ferguson we see in the trailer. Somehow. Who um, basically feed off the souls and the life energy of, of people. Kids have this kind of like inner lightness. Um, they kind of prey on them as well. And there's a few wonderfully creepy scenes in it. But obviously the kids that shine, uh, we live in a world where not more than one character shines, which you saw in the first one. Uh, they're like the prize assets they want to take because it sustains their life. Basically, the horror is, there's one, it's, the opening scene is so creepy without using blood or, or gore or anything like that. Just these like adults moving in on this innocent, like there's a real haunting kind of dread tone to it. Um, which you wouldn't be surprised to know. Mike Flanagan directed this, who did uh, Oculus and a really good hush on Netflix, but he's also more famous now for The Haunting Hill House. So the, if you watch that, you'll know that he's a very good director at creating mood and tone for horror without going overtly graphy, graphic or gory. And there are moments in Doctor Sleep that are quite good. But then there are moments that I feel like it just you just need a few more jumps and a few more scares. There was only actually one sequence I can picture um, before we get the overlook that actually has blood in it. Like, like really, like there's, obviously there's like abduction and stuff like that, which is horrific in itself. But if you're looking for like overt gore and stuff, it's not really that type of film. This is more like a slow burning character film. Um, but but Shining didn't really have a gore. No, either. not really. No, until it kind of the last last 30, 40 minutes. There was obviously the elevator sequence. Yeah. But like you referenced the old lady. Um, sexy old lady. Sexy old lady. Yeah. That's there and everything. Give uh, her a full a, name. It's important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the film kind of, it, it, it's a weird kind of mishmash of genres because in one way it's a road trip because Ewan McGregor finds this young girl who shines and she's the target of the, the group. You mentioned the cult, so he has to feel this obligation to protect her because obviously Danny went through all this horrific stuff and he knows exactly what they'll do. So one part, it's a road trip to get there. Another part, it's kind of like a, kind of like a, a cop thriller, kind of like to find the, this person, this other child that's abducted. And then, as we saw heavily teased in the trailer, we get to the Overlook Hotel. And when we get to the Overlook, the closest thing I can remind of is like watching... Avengers Endgame and seeing all the Easter eggs and the throwback oh, and the yeah, calls. Yeah. I got such a buzz off that. Like, if you watch The Shining, you will love as soon as you get there. Even before we get there, there's certain characters, fans of the original will know. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but like, this conversation's like, oh, that's so cool. And, but when you get to Overlook, even so, something as small as seeing that carpet gave me like, like goosebumps. We should get that carpet for in here, actually, as well. It would really yeah. pull the room together. Um, but by, but, because it's about two and a half hours long, so I think it's it's a bit long, and there's parts where you're like, I need I need a jump or I need a scare, but if you're invested in in the characters, which McGregor is quite good, I can play that character really well. You go along with it, and if you go along with, it, by the time you get to the overlook, you're like, oh, it just amps up a bit, and like stuff from like the axe to like the the the, the carpet to just the imagery of it, because yeah. it's shining is such a beautiful looking film, and you've and even though if you've never seen it. You have seen it because it's been pastiche yeah. and it's part of pop culture so much. But Flanagan's very clever in how he shoots it, and like it's almost like shot for shot what Kubrick did. So he did such a, the production design is beautiful when you get into it. But um, yeah, uh, it's not it's not perfect. It's not the Shining, but I think it's good that it doesn't try to be Shining because nothing can be it. Yeah. It's its own film. But by the time it does kind of get into the the throwbacks and the callbacks, you're with it. And I left the cinema like, oh my god, that was so cool because like, oh, that's the door and that's the that's the accent. Like, I left on a bit of a horror buzz now, to be honest. So Brilliant. definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Happy days. Can I ask a question? Is it a spoiler uh, to ask about the title, Doctor Sleep? 
Like, you know, in terms of what that means? Because no, no, I'm no, not no. getting anything from no, because, um, the trailer of what it is. Because McGregor's character's always had this ability to kind of uh, to shine. He's uh, kind of had a sixth sense, a different horror film, to know when people are kind of close to death, when they're shine, their inner kind of light in their soul kind of diminishes. Yeah. So he's kind of been drawn to, like, death. And he kind of gives these uh, euthanasia speeches, like, oh, don't worry, death's not that bad. So he's kind of drawn to people and kind of converts them into right, a long okay. sleep. So that's how he's like... And he works in a, in a home for like uh, a uh, uh, he works in a, a nursing home. So like a lot of older people are dying. <laughs> so like yeah. yeah. Sorry, we're not laughing at older people dying in a nursing home. That's it's not what it is. There's like a weird it's spooky a beep that's happening. Yeah, I don't know if the audience can hear that. <gasps> My shine. Closer. My shine's about yeah. to die. It's getting closer and faster. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like somebody whenever you used to play a recorder. But like when you used to use your nose, so you don't really control it. <laughs> and you're just like, That's yeah. fun. Classic. Anyway, we're gonna, as the creepy little girl <laughs> comes closer with her recorder nose blowing. Um, that's great. One thing about uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. I love her in everything. Uh, she's brilliant in most recent Mission Impossible film, Fallout. Yes. And what was one before that? Was it Ghost Protocol? Anyway, she's excellent in those action films. She was, uh, she was grand, like solid in uh, the hilarious uh, Snowman with Michael Fassbender, oh, yeah. which is what a film. Oh, yeah. uh, and then you've also got her doing uh, musicals as well in The Greatest Showman. So she's just trying everything, mm. but brilliant to see her going into a dark, kind of creepy, scary role in mm. this one as well. I think she, she. No, no offence, but I think she has a face that lends itself quite well to just being creepy if she just yeah. puts the mm. expression on. Especially with that top hat on. She's Doesn't definitely tell. the most memorable new character in okay. this. Yeah, I don't know how it's written in the book, but like she imbues the character like she's kooky. Okay. But there is a, a hint of menace there. Um, so yeah, she's, uh, she's trying out different things now. So yeah, okay. she's good. Good stuff. Um, no, you looking forward to it then, Rory? Absolutely. Horror fan. Brilliant. Happy days. It's horror, so. So, yes, box tech. Not all horror, though. Sorted. Uh, okay, so that's Doctor Sleep, which is out in Omniplex Cinemas uh, this week as well. So do go and check it out after you've seen Western Stars as well. Double bill? Don't work at a double bill. I mean, sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, and our final release for review this week is the brand new Ken Loach film, which is Sorry We Missed You, which I'm going to presume is... Not a barrel of laughs. So Paul, Ken Loach, uh, brilliant director, even though he dislikes Marvel films, we'll not get into that whole debate. Just oh. like whatever films you like. Go watch grand. both. Do I you know like that mean? you don't want to get into that debate. But let's open but it. Like, but no, it's just like, like, like those films, like those films, depends what mood you're in. Do you know what I mean? I'd say it's just because number one's Ken Loach's <laughs> Marvel movie. Marvel I would love movie. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> is this a superhero movie? It is not a superhero film, but there are characters that do extraordinary feats to look after their children. And I'm sure as a parent yourself, like the uh, Herculean efforts that a mom and dad go to provide and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me here. Owen <laughs> gets, you kids. Owen gets so you. much money from this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got his wallets just bursting out with yeah, 50s yeah, there right now. Yeah. Um, no, it's very, very good. It's, uh, it's not the easiest film to watch, but it's, it's very like I, Daniel Blake, in that, in that um, kind of righteous anger and, and necessary urgency to make. Uh, it's about the zero-hour uh, economy and the, the, sorry, the gig economy, zero-hour contracts, about a father who gets a van and basically has to deliver parcels for this type of Amazon company and basically just how workers' rights are exploited and how he constantly has to work 24-7 to make ends meet. And also his wife, um, Abby, is a carer and um, kind of it's a shocking indictment of the, the healthcare system. Um, she has to work to the bone as well to look after kids and because they're working so much they don't get to spend time with their kids and how the kind of family unit how that impacts it um, but uh, it's very very good I'm not in a like a lot of Ken Loach's films I'd urge people to check them out I'm not in a rush to see it again but it is very timely very important film um, I enjoyed it it's really well acted we'll talk more about it next week because we have the writer who came in to talk to us Paul Laverty, who uh, wrote an awful lot of Ken Loach's films wrote The Wind of Shakespeare Barley wrote I, Daniel Blake so uh, there's a good chat. We, we had a good chat there. It's up on our YouTube. Um, but no, definitely check it out if you want a powerful um, drama that kind of makes you tap into the human condition. But um, it will not. it's not a superhero film and okay. you will not be laughing all the way through okay. it. Do I need to bring the tissues? Yeah. 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 Okay. There's one scene in particular that will break your heart, but okay. it's, uh, it's very, very good. Okay. Can, it's vintage Ken Loach. Okay, what are you shaking your head for, I just, Rory? I just... 
Misery, it's just misery porn. It's just misery porn. No, oh, you're, it's not, you're not it's a, a fan then, no, though. I just don't care for. Oh, no, like, for good. like putting yourself through that. Like, going, like I'm going to go to the cinema and sit down. Yeah. It's escapism. Did like, you like no. I Daniel Blake? No. Oh man. Like I appreciated it. I was like, yeah, yeah, act well acted, well directed. Fuck me, I never want to see that again. <laughs> no, sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's like I was like, no. I, I just it's so. It's him and who's the other one? Mike Lee. Yeah. Lighten up. I, as I said to Paul Everly, my overriding impression after coming out, I wanted to call my dad just as like just to check in on him because he like just sleep. So that's another so thing that, I don't want to. And do. it made me, it made me feel things. So if it made me, who's yeah, dead well, inside feel true. stuff. That's true. Then it definitely. Then other, it might connect to other people. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well done, Ken Loach. Um, okay, so sorry we missed you. Uh, our third release that's out this week as well. So um, plenty to choose from. So you've got. Misery porn. <laughs> Misery porn. Uh, you've got uh, porn. brand new horror porn and, and Bruce, Bruce Springsteen porn. porn. Perfect. You're sorted. Don't Google any of those <laughs> items. Please do not. Um, okay. Happy days. All uh, great reviews. And as you said, Paul, we're going to have Paul Laverty. Laverty. Talked a lot on about the, the Wind the Shakes of Barley working with Ken Loach. Uh, we actually talked a bit about the superhero stuff as well. So oh, right. it's up okay. there on Joe at the moment. Brilliant. Happy days. Uh, so you can tune in to next week's show for more of that as well. Now it's time for competition on the Big Review Ski. And as ever, we have tickets to give away uh, to Omniplex Cinemas. Um, so uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. So we had last week's high clue. If we can bring it up on screen, please. It was Blonde Brunette for June, hurt by Pa Patrick's judgment. Christ sings like a bird. And again, Stags fans, there's a lot of people got this right. So mm. I want to say congratulations to Simone C. Richardson. The C is important. I don't know why. What do you think the C stands for? C, I got it right. Nice. Congratulations, Simone. <laughs> uh, she also used hashtag high clue, so it's nice to support that there Trendy. as well. So uh, you'll be getting yourself some free Omniplex tickets as well. And Richie Whelan. Richie, I don't know what your middle name starts with. I'm going to go with M. What do you think the M stands for? Mystery. As well. <laughs> now on to this week's. <laughs> so the oh the answer for last week's oh, yeah, first yeah. one. So, well, um, well there it is. Oh there it is. It's up on screen. Thanks, Jeremy. It's a film Dewey. Co- it's, a, it's a film Typical that Dewey talks to yeah. Yeah. yeah, keep it together. <laughs> yeah. So blondes, brunette for June, hurt by Pat Patrick's judgment. Christ sings like a bird is of course walk the line. Uh, the Johnny Cash, uh, June Carter. Uh, kind of biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon uh, Blonde Brunette for June that was a reference to Reese Witherspoon Blonde she's a star of Legally Blonde yes she goes brunette because uh, she's traditionally blonde anyway uh, to play June in the film yes she does all good happy yes, enough with yes, that one yes the middle line Hurt by Pa Patrick's Judgment so Hurt is the famous Johnny Cash song uh, Nine Inch Nails yeah technically sorry yes yeah. okay Johnny, yeah, Johnny famous Cash, Johnny Cash sing, famously the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, hurt by Pa Patrick's Judgment. Uh, his pa, his dad, is played by Robert Patrick uh, in the movie. And throughout the movie, his dad is judging him constantly and uh, basically just grinding him down. And that's the reason he turns to drink and drugs and he's all over the shop. And him and his dad have it out as well. Um, but uh, yeah, his dad's judgment because Robert Patrick as well was the star Scary of... Scary man. T, uh, T2. He was the T-1000 in Terminator Judgment Day. So that's there. And the final line, Christ sings like a bird. Joaquin Phoenix played Jesus H. Christ. What do you think the H stands for? Jesus. Homer. In uh, Mary Magdalene, which was released Halloween. last year. Um, Halloween. <laughs> Jesus, Halloween, Christ. Um, uh, sings like a bird. Uh, he's obviously he's an amazing singer in the film. And his name is Joaquin Phoenix, which is a type of bird as well. So there I mean, it is. Plus, he's a jailbird. And he's a jailbird. Unbelievable. So uh, that was Walk the Line. That was last week's I don't one. know why, but when you said blonde, I was just thinking, have you ever bent in the bend and snap from that film? Can you no, do that? no. Do you want to try it now? No. Okay. I was just wondering about you. No, we'll try and I like the media you asked me if I could do because you both oh, Rory, I definitely like, know. Rory, can you do the bend and snap? Absolutely. Yeah. Go. No. Okay. It'll hurt the viewers. <laughs> Go now. No. No. How about three? No, two, no, one, no, go, no, no, okay. Bend and snap off. <laughs> See, <next> week, <laughs> you have to be standing show. for it anyway. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, you, no, be our, our camera. Okay, fine, fair enough. This week's high clue. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, so we've got more Omniplex tickets up for grabs. So here it is. It's Paul's Pals Fight in Pub. 
Is this my red. life? <laughs> <laughs> this was last night. This is literally it. Yeah. Red. My weekend. Red Dead Redemption with Liz. Funky Flatmate Malls. So the three lines again. Paul's Pals Fight and Pub. Oh, got it. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption with Liz. Funky Flatmate Malls. <coughs> uh, so everybody who's listening, Paul's is P-A-U-L apostrophe S. It may or, not be, uh, may, or may not be Paul Murr. Uh, I mean, that, line, that hint would make me think yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> the middle line is Red Dead Redemption with Liz, and Red is R-E-D, not R-E-A-D. Do you know any Liz's? <laughs> yeah. Do I know Liz? I don't think... Oh, I do Elizabeth. actually. I do know Liz. Yes, I do. Oh, she was one of my exes. I do have an ex oh, on the link. Okay, Elise. so Redemption <gasps> with yeah, Liz. That all makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go back with her. Oh, oh man. Oh, <laughs> well, you meant that well. No, apparently she's <laughs> dead, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Was my last flatmate funky? Uh... Yeah, it was pretty funky. It was pretty yeah. funky. Yeah. Okay, okay. Weekend of Pauls. That's what we call Don't so, ever see that. Uh, so that's uh, this week's high clue. Uh, so best of luck with that. You can enter. We'll put it up on all social media as well. Every single piece of social media. <laughs> and uh, it'll be up on Joe. TikTok, so, MSN, <laughs> yeah, Tebow. Exactly. MySpace, yeah. it's all there. All um, so yeah, good luck with that. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, as we said, we're going to have Paul Laverty up on the show next week. And we're going to be reviewing the Irishman. <gasps> yeah. Which is unbelievable. A good bit to do next week. Jammers. So we, we also better. have Bill Condon on. Bill Condon as well. Yeah. Why is he on? He directed The Good Lair. Right. And which we're reviewing. Class, so. Bill. Look forward to seeing you. Happy days. Do you know who Bill Condon is? Yeah, I interviewed him for Beauty and the Beast as well. So sorry, I just didn't know I why he was I should have told him. I was how, like, did oh. your, how did your brain, like, did, you, did the light switch there in that one second there when you asked where you're at? You're like, I know him, Bill Condon. No, yeah. I didn't know why he was coming on. It's oh. like, uh, we've got Steven Spielberg on. Why is Steven Spielberg on? Who's he? He was just around. Yeah, exactly. He was just hanging around. We need to see uh, more movies, man. So Paul Laverty, <laughs> The Irishman, they're both coming up. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Oh, and we're sending... Thoughts and prayers to Justine Stafford this week. Not the pumpkin version, the real one as well. Uh, she's undergoing a serious medical procedure uh, this week to have her removed from uh, a copy of Supersonic, a DVD. It's like it's actually, she's glued it to her hand because she loves that film so goddamn much. So look after yourself, Justine, all right? And uh, Mech suit, because he's Mexican and he was wearing, he was wearing the shirt. Oh, we're going to have no one watching God, next week. Me. See you later. Oh, we'll have no say one. goodbye. Say goodbye. I'm saying goodbye to you. I'm really sorry for all and everyone. Goodbye, goodbye. Love you all. Happy Halloween. Go to Derry for Halloween. See ya. That was a spooky one. (laughs) You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe. Brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass.